This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Let Hound Dog rock a little bit here. I'm Tim Donnelly. Caitlin back at the studio keeping us up and running. Uh, I think we've all kind of come to the agreement. We, we didn't have any dissenters really on the call-in line. Tomorrow is a must-win game for Washington. Must win, which means we have to react appropriately depending on the outcome, right? If on Monday, you're you're after a loss, you're talking yourself into, well, it wasn't that bad. Mm, I don't know. Right, I like to, I like to put things on where we have receipts, right? So you can catch it on the podcast page. This is this is a receipt right here, right? Lives in the internet forever. It's a must-win game. If they win, celebrate accordingly, right? If if Washington wins the game, Washington has every right to celebrate accordingly because they won a must-win game. So now that we've established it's a must-win game, the next question is, and I want some of you to answer this on the call-in line, is great. How do you do it? What are the most important fixes and and how do you do it? 1-800-636-1067. If it is a must-win game, what must they do to win is probably the best way to put it. 1-800-636-1067. I'll give you mine. Mine is simple. This is this is what they need to do and and I'm not just a problems guy, so I'll I'll, I'll say a problem and then I'll say a solution. Punch it in the end zone and take advantage of your scoring opportunities from the opening kick. If you're going to do all of the hard work to get yourself into a position where you can score the football, get the, the cherry on top of the Sunday. Punch it in the end zone and take advantage of your scoring opportunities. Do not, I repeat, do not leave change on the table. Here's, here's why this one frustrated me so much. Right with with an extra bye week, you have extra time to dive into the previous game. And when when you play the Giants, then you have a bye week. Then you play the Giants again. You have even more reason to overanalyze that that previous game and look for things. And I was looking at it, and I thought, all right, well, let me check the stats. Let me see if the stats matched up with my my eye test of watching the game. All right, yeah, Heineke played solid, right? Passer rating over 100, two touchdowns, no interceptions, threw for a decent amount of yards. All right, we'll, we'll give him we'll, – I mean, it's not a plus-plus, but it's a check. Running game, 165 yards rushing, right? Brian Robinson led the way. You got your, your nine carries or whatever it was from Antonio Gibson. I don't, I, I don't hate the running game's contributions here. All right, check. Let's look at the receivers. Terry McLaurin, banana sandwich, right? Eight touchdowns, 100 plus yards, or sorry, eight catches. <laughs> eight touchdowns would be more banana sandwich than we're used to. Eight catches, over 100 yards, and a touchdown. Curtis Samuel, solid number two numbers. Jahan Dodson continued his weird knack for getting into the end zone. 
And I looked at it, and I went, you know what? The offense, I'm, I'm fine with. You look at the defense, they gave up 20 points, some of which set up by, by fumbles, right? So I'm going, all right, wait, 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 wait a second here. If so much was going well, and the offense has all these yards and has this and has that, why did they only score 20 points? And why did they need to get a late run at it to tie the game just to get to overtime when the offense seemed to be cooking at least, you know, medium cooking on all these levels? And then I looked at it, and it started with the first drive. Started with the first drive of the game. Field goal with the line of scrimmage at the three. Ending drives inside the five-yard line is brutal is tear your hair out frustrating it is gray your hair frustrating it is brutal matter of fact let's look at all four drives in the first half and i'm focusing on the first half in a reason for a reason so we go back to the giants game two weeks ago pre-buy the the four real drives in the first half they had a knee at the at the end before half i don't count that The four drives in the first half. First drive of the game, field goal from the three-yard line, brutal. Even though you get three. Even though you get three and and there's some instinct to be happy about it, right? Started off the game, got points, you jog off, there's no turnovers, high fives. No, three is not good enough when you're inside the five. Score the darn touchdown. Second drive, touchdown from Terry McLaurin. If you listen to this show often enough, when when I'm on it here on Saturdays, you know I love me some Terry McLaurin. Third drive, punt, quick. Fourth drive, they had a first down at the Giants' 24-yard line. First down at the Giants' 24-yard line. They kicked a field goal with the line of scrimmage being the 24-yard line. Four plays to get into the red zone. Four plays to give yourself a a decision, or I should say three plays. Three plays to give yourself a decision on fourth down. Gain yards, they came up with zero. First down at the 24, kick the field goal with the line of scrimmage being the 24. I think it was a, a run for zero yards, incomplete, incomplete. That can't happen. Getting down to the 24 yard line is so much of the hard part. And I don't care how I don't care if the defense turned you the ball over at the 24-yard line. That's the hard part. Once you get down there, get it in the end zone. So with that, they go into half tied 20, or sorry, tied 13-13. And the, the lesson is in that first half, unless Terry McLaurin, your super duper star, gets it done, the change was left on the table. If you score a touchdown instead of kicking a field goal on that first drive. You go into half up 17 to 13, which, by the way, this was a game that went to overtime. You never know which point left on the table is going to cost you the win. So it should have been, I say should have been, at least 17-13. And if you take that drive that, that stalled out at the 24 and think, you know what, you probably probably should have gotten go- something going there, maybe you score from there. It could have been 21-13 at half of a game that ended up going to overtime. It changes everything. And in in an NFL football game, you never know which is going to be that play that could have been the one that scored for you, could have been the one that put you over the edge, could have been the one that won you the game. 
It's why I, I specifically looked at the first half in this little exercise we're doing right here. It's easy. It's almost almost lazy to look at the missed 52-yard field goal from Joey Sly in the second half and say, if you make that kick, you win the game. Because missed field goals are so they're so black and white, inbounds, out of bounds, yes or no, right? They're, they're, they're so obvious. Oh, if you would have just made that 52-yard field goal, you would have won the game, put it on the kicker. But at the same time, a 52-yard field goal is not a, a gimme. It's not an automatic unless you're Justin Tucker. It's not an automatic. So Sly's going to miss every couple 52-yarders. But an offense scoring from the three-yard line or letting a drive stall out inside the five, that's something that's not like, well, yeah, it's going to happen occasionally. It should never happen. If you're, if you're an offensive coordinator, you don't believe that should ever happen. So how do you make this game Right, because I'll tell you the, the the big goal. Right, it's a must win game for Washington against the Giants. It's on Sunday Night Football. You're going to be trying to show off everything you have. The real goal is to be one point better than you were two weeks ago. Right, Dominic Toretto, Fast and the Furious, the first one, as played by Vin Diesel. It doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. You want to be one point better than you were two weeks ago. And, and it does not matter. I want this to be clear. It does not matter if that point comes in the first quarter, on the first drive, or if it comes on a game-winning drive the, the, with a kick going up as time expires. And that's the intensity you have to bring to the game, particularly on offense, because your defense did their job. Your defense bottled up Saquon. Your defense gave up 20 points. That should be enough to win most games. Your defense did their job, and I'm going to ask them to do a similar thing this week. You have to go out there and score the equivalent of three touchdowns. And you don't know if you're going to need the four points on the very first drive of the game or not, so you might as well punch it in. I don't care how you do it, by the way, although I will say this. Right, I said this from the beginning. I'm not just going to be a problems guy. I'm going to be a solutions guy. If the problem is you're not getting into the end zone when you should on drives that you do most of the work already, the solution is lean on Terry and be more creative on the goal line. Now, I know the season turned around for you when you started leaning on the running game and almost being less creative. Right? Because the... the I don't know, the vibe was Brian Robinson, Brian Robinson, Brian Robinson, and, and, and that changed everything. And I get it. But that's for between the 20s. That's for body blows. When you're going for the knockout in the drive, be a little bit more creative. And and I, I'm a firm believer, and this is this is something that I've developed over my years and years and years in the sport, in the red zone, more specifically on the goal line or the low goal line, inside the 10 or inside the 5, you need to lean on your stars. So if you're going to throw a pass, if you're going to run a play action, make the first read, the first number one on the progression, make it Terry McLaurin. Number two, Jahan Dotson. Number three, like make it the guys that you want to be throwing it to. For the, and then the same way, like if you're Tennessee, right? If you're the Titans and you're down on the low goal line, I'm saying, yeah, yeah 
Derrick Henry should get the ball. There's going to be less space for everyone, so give it to the guys who you trust in less space. That's the fix. Be better on the goal line. Don't just be better on the goal line. Be more creative on the goal line and focus on the guys that you have. Focus on the the stars that are already established. By the way, uh, we're going to talk about Chase Young. So let me let me hear from you. What do you expect from Chase Young if he is finally allowed in the game? 1-800-636-1067. What do you expect from Chase Young? The superhero or easing in? Again, that number, 1-800-636-1067. There is an NFL game on today. It is a Saturday special, uh, and the Colts are ahead 3-0 on the Vikings, just like everyone predicted. The uh, the terrible Colts ahead 3-0 on the 10-3 and Vikings. <laughs> we'll talk Chase Young coming up next. Welcome back into overtime on 106.7 The Fan. That that sound you heard was every fantasy football player that had the number one picks. Heart fluttering a bit. Jonathan Taylor, if you are uh, not paying attention to the Colts-Vikings game, questionable to return with an ankle injury. Questionable to return with an ankle injury, but that's not stopping his team from getting it done. Uh, the Colts ahead 9-0 after a special teams touchdown returning a blocked punt over the Vikings. It's a Saturday. I guess even NFL games on Saturday have to play like college games. <laughs> All right. Chase Young. <laughs> I don't know. There's no transition from a blocked punt and craziness in a Colts-Vikings game to talking about Chase Young. But I want to talk about Chase Young, and I want you to let me know what you expect from Chase Young. If I'm, If my memory serves me correctly, this is the fourth consecutive Saturday uh, I've been on here on 106.7 The Fan talking about what Chase Young's impact might be because I think it was maybe four, four weeks ago. Four, four weeks ago, he was activated to practice and, and brought off IR. And then and then each week, it seems like he's going to play. He's going to play. He's going to play. No, he's not. So we keep talking about how good, what do you think he could bring, how explosive, what worries, all these sorts of things. And then, no, he's not. But it does look like this week he's actually coming back, so I want to hear from you. What do you expect from Chase Young when this will-he-won't-he finally becomes yes-he-will-play? Likely tomorrow, likely on Sunday Night Football, in a must-win game against the Giants at home. 1-800-636-1067. And and if you're tired of talking about it, trust me. I I guarantee you no one's more tired of talking about will-he-or-won't-he-play more than him. (laughs) for the team you kind of played it perfectly now maybe maybe he could have made a play or two last game and and made a tie a win but the fact of the matter is you're in the playoff race you're sitting in a playoff seat right now right if the if the if the nfl season ended today the commanders are in the playoffs so You didn't need him and you didn't play him and you gave him as much time as possible to get better, get healthy, and be ready to roll. So I I, I credit you. There's, I'm sure, a very strong urge to go ahead and play the young man because you felt like you needed to in order to to win games. And and then you kind of stuck to your guns and said, no, we don't need him. Let's be safe. And it was fine. 
Now, I've been championing the drum, or I've been beating the drum, championing the cause of, of do not expect much from him. Right? It's, it's a very much a hope for the best, plan for the middle, prepare for the worst situation. Meaning, hope that, that he is physically unbelievable superhero Chase Young from the jump. That's, that's nice. That's lovely. But also, plan for him to play, you know, 12, 15 snaps of, of solid, if unspectacular, edge rushing and prepare for him to be very, very rusty, right? You hope for the best, you plan for the middle, you prepare for the worst. So I, I do not want... <laughs> I do not want everybody to expect him to to fix every problem that the commanders have. And I've been saying that week in and week out. I, like I said, this is the fourth, fourth straight week we've had this conversation about Chase Young. But this game in particular is different. This game in particular is different. I think you might be able to use him for the hype. I think you might be able to use him for the hype. I'll explain what that means after we talk to Shane in D.C. on the call-in line. 1-800-636-1067. I said I want to hear your expectations for Chase Young. Again, that number, 1-800-636-1067. Shane, thank you for calling in. What are your expectations for uh, for Mr. Young? Zero. I don't think he's going to play at all this year, obviously. And the chemistry right now on that front four is playing pretty good. So if he comes in, what chemistry is going to disrupt on that chemistry? And plus he's going to be on a snap count. He's like he's going to come in and, and, and play 67% of the snaps. I played college football. I know exactly what they're going to do. They're going to put him on a on snap count, maybe on third down, put him in on a on his third down package. But, no, I don't think he's coming back. We've heard this. We've heard this. He's coming back. He's coming back. I honestly don't think he's coming back this year. I think he's going to come back fresh fresh next year, and next year he's going to put up his shut-up. And then at that point we can, can label him as a bust right now. And right now I do have him as a bust right now. He's a, he's a second overall pick, and what has he done for us? I, honestly, I don't think he should have won the defensive rookie of the year. I think Ken, uh, Carolina should have won that. But, you know, he's a hell of a player. But, once again, it comes down to chemistry, too. We don't want that defense is playing lights out. We don't want to mess that chemistry up right now. So, you know, that's my expectation, zero. Shane, a lot of good points there, and, and thank you for calling in. Uh, the phone lines are open, 1-800-636-1067. As far as throwing off the chemistry – I don't think Chase Young will take any snaps from the guys who you think have all that chemistry rolling. I don't think he's going to take snaps from any of the, the the starters, right? He will be a replacement guy. And as far as you, you know what you, what you said um, uh, about about maybe he comes in on a third down or something like that, it might even just be like third downs after timeouts or third downs after incomplete passes where where the clock is stopped and you can like. I don't think there's going to be any urgency to force this guy into situations that don't make sense. But I do think, and here's what I was getting to, and here's why I wanted somebody with with, with Shane's exact expectations. I think you can use him for the hype in a game like this. Taylor Heineke was talking to the, the media earlier this week. Part of the things he said, like, hey, it's, you know, it's it's Sunday night football. It's at home. What are you expecting? And he was like, I, well, I hope we have mostly Washington fans. And he was, of course, referring to the Thursday night football game last year when, when it was about 50-50, maybe even you know, 55-45 Giants fans there. So he said, you know, I hope we have mostly Washington fans. And, and if you want, even if you, you have a 50-50 split, if you want those Washington fans 
to light their hair on fire, start jumping up and down, and making noise on a third down, send Chase Young out there. I mean, I'm not saying use him like a mascot or a cheerleader, right? Only put him in there if you think that he is ready, healthy, and good enough to go. But if you've been around the Washington fans, there is some connection to Chase Young, right? And and I think part of it is, you know, people like to watch athletes that can do something that we can't, Right? Like watching LeBron, it's just you're in awe and you get jacked up when he when he dunks over people. But but you don't get quite as jacked up watching like Luka Doncic who's hitting, you know, ground bound finger rolls without without getting 40 inches off off in, into the air with his vertical. Right? Chase Young has a bit of that like goodness gracious. He is 6'5", 265 pounds, big, tall, strong. He has personality. He's, he's magnetic in a lot of ways. Right? I'm sitting here. I played college football. I like to think of myself as a pretty good athlete. I'm 6'4", 200-something pounds. <laughs> Me and Chase Young are borderline not even the same species with how athletic that guy is. So, so... His connection to the fans can be a way you turn a night game into a, a more rowdy atmosphere. Big third down, right? Like in, in college, what are the, or if you're, if you're ever up in uh, Blacksburg at Virginia Tech, they tell you to take your keys out and shake them, right? If you've ever been to Arrowhead in Kansas City where, where the Chiefs play, they put up the little meter that, that shows you the, the loudest the stadium had ever been, and, and the meter is going up and down based on how loud you get. Whatever you use on third down to get that advantage, you could put Chase Young out there and Washington's fans will go nuts, and it's an underrated aspect of his return. Right? Think of Willis Reed running out of the, the, the tunnel for the Knicks and how the crowd just, ah, you could use that. Let's go to Midnight in D.C. Heck of a name. Hopefully the uh, the opinion matches. Uh, the phone lines are open. 1-800-636-1067. What are your expectations for Chase Young if he does return this weekend on Sunday Night Football against the Giants? Midnight, thanks for calling in. What do you think Chase has, uh, has in store? Well, if he returns, um, I think he'll be on the snap count. But uh, I think the expectation... You know, I don't see him getting no sacks, maybe a couple stops, maybe even a tackle for loss. It's not going to be a spectacular game. He's still got to shake off the rush. He's still got to get back in game shape. So um, you shouldn't expect a whole lot from him. It's just his presence here tonight, the defense. And, and that's exactly what I was getting at. Thank you very much, Midnight. Uh, his presence. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. We see this on offense a lot more. But maybe he is such a, a famous personality that it'll work on defense as well. When there's like a wide receiver coming back from an injury, the defense traditionally still treats the wide receiver as if they are kind of healthy, right? So the offense can use them as a decoy. The offense can send them on a go route, and they're still going to have the corner with a safety over the top kind of paying attention to them, and that opens up other guys. So, so you can use a wide receiver or a tight end or a running back with a, a gimpy ankle or something as a decoy, and the defense still respects them as if they're healthy. I wonder if maybe you know you throw Chase Young out there, if the Giants won't you know, chip or throw a running back over there or, or make them think about a tight end chipping or something like that. And, and that will single up 
Montez Sweat and, and John Allen and, and Deron Payne? Maybe. I, I don't know if that's the case, but that's traditionally how it works on offense. This is Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. You can keep your expectations for Chase Young coming into that call-in line. Again, 1-800-636-1067. That's 1-800-636-1067. I have another question about this upcoming game tomorrow, the must-win game for Washington. If, if Washington wanted to, could they just challenge the Giants to a fist fight and beat them up? Metaphorically. Stick around. Can't explain the NFL sometimes. But we can try to do our best to explain uh, the game tomorrow. Washington hosting the Giants Sunday night football. Chase Young likely making his return. Feels like we've been waiting for it for a long time. I asked you to hit the call in line 1-800-636-1067 with your expectations for Chase Young's return, assuming that we do finally get an appearance uh, tomorrow. Michelle and Laurel has a uh, has a reaction or has an expectation, I should say. Again, that number 1-800-636-1067. Michelle, thanks for calling in. What do you have for us? Well, I've got my 99 shirt on, and I will tell you, I agree with you, there would be such an emotional reaction by the fan base when you go out to that stadium. 99 is on a lot of people's shirts, and we're looking for him to come back. I would even sit in 28-degree temperature tomorrow night if I knew Jake Stung was going to play. So, you know... I don't expect him to come out and be all world, but this is an incredible football player. I said he's a generational talent. Nobody can tell me any different. I saw him in Ohio State. I just think people don't like attitudes of confidence like he has or maybe something about Chase, but um, uh, our family's a big fan. I, I love it, Michelle, and, and I'm hoping for you that you get to wear that, that, that 99 shirt tomorrow with, with uh, him out there on, on the field. Thank you for calling in. Uh, call back at any time, 1-800-636-1067. And, and I, I do think it matters what she said. And, and the whole people don't like the attitude of confidence. I, I've been around sports long enough to know this. You love the attitude of confidence when the person plays for your favorite team and it rubs you the wrong way when they play for another team. That's how it's been forever. So if he comes across as confident or, or full of himself or whatever to a Cowboys fan, yeah, that makes sense. But for Washington, it's well-earned you know, faith in your own abilities. So I, I don't think that's going to be, be an issue. But I do think just him running out there on a third down would get everybody very, very excited. And on the off chance that he could make a play, even if it's like 99% someone else's play to make, right? Even if uh, John Allen and Deron Payne flush the quarterback out of the pocket and they're in hot pursuit and he the quarterback happens to run by Chase and he can get an arm on the shoulder pad and gets a sack, right? Which is mostly their sack. But if he gets, oh my goodness, the place would go nuts. At least <laughs> the part of the, the building that is filled with Washington fans would go nuts. And speaking of those two big guys up front, speaking of Payne, speaking of John Allen, and, and that call line will remain open, 1-800-636-1067. Speaking of those two big guys, I have this, this idea, right? And, and it's simple. And sometimes the, you know, you got to kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Sometimes the simplest idea is the best idea. Maybe some would say most of the time the simplest idea is the best idea. But they, meaning the Giants, 
have to be exhausted. Right? Their, their season has just been mentally and physically exhausting. Every game that they've won seems to come down to the final play, which is just a whirlwind of emotions. The players that they depend on, they depend on in a big way. We've already talked about how often Saquon Barkley gets the ball, right? The, 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 the rises and falls. If you remember at the beginning of the season, Brian Dable, their head coach, after every win, he was dancing, he was talking. That's that's not the even keel that most coaches go for. They very much welcomed the rise of emotions after wins, and they had a bunch of them. They, they are a, a team that spent a lot of energy over the first half of the season. And then you look at the the specific situation that these two teams have found themselves in, which would be... Um, one team coming off a bye, one team coming off of kind of getting their butt kicked by, by, by the Philadelphia Eagles. And when there's that dramatic of, a, of an energy difference, right? When, when Washington ha- seems to, and, and, and logic would say, has used so much less of their energy reserve specifically recently, and, and the Giants might be running on empty, could you just challenge them to a to a fist fight meaning like could you go old school boxer and just say no 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 forget the sweet science right forget all of the the tact and and the 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 science of i'm gonna make you move i'm gonna make you run i'm gonna jab pop and weave and and just go to let's stand in the middle of the 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 ring and let's brawl and just have faith like that that you are going to be the last one standing because you're in better condition and because you you haven't used up so much of your your energy reserves and the numbers kind of back this up and now i know the eagles are a team that are, have been kind of uh you know they've been they've been dominating everybody this year i mean the record shows it just call a spade a spade i'm not saying an opinion on it i'm just saying they have the best record in the nfl The Eagles rushed against the Giants last week for 253 yards and four touchdowns. And they gained 437 total yards overall. The Giants, in their last three games, which is when I believe I've really seen them start to tire out, the Giants have given up no less than 411 yards in total offense in their last three games. 411 yards, that's a lot of yards. With at least 165 yards rushing. Now, we should clarify, the Commanders were the team with 165. So that's the low bar for rushing against. But I I might be tempted to just try to turn this thing into a knockdown, drag them out brawl and just say they're tired, they'll quit first. Like that moment in every sports movie. Right? Like like that that moment in every, more specifically, basketball sports movie. I don't know why, but like, you know, you look at Hoosiers, you look at Coach Carter, look at all these movies. The, the, the movie always acts like other teams don't condition, right? Like we ran all those sprints in preseason so we could be here. And then they call a timeout late in the biggest game and they look over and the other team has their hands on their knees and they're breathing heavy. And they're like, see, they're tired and you're not. It happens in every movie. If you, if you haven't noticed it, you'll never be able to unsee it now. Maybe the commanders could have that moment. Like hurry to the line. Two-minute drill, no huddle, 
run it with Brian Robinson right at him. Hurry to the line, no huddle, run it with Brian Robinson right at him. Hurry to the line, no huddle, run it with Brian Robinson right at him. And see if you just can't land all those body blows. And then on defense, trust Deron Payne, trust John Allen, trust the big boys to do the same thing. Beat them up. Make it so by the fourth quarter they don't want to play. Because that's exactly what the the Philadelphia Eagles did last week. Uh, Earlier in the show, I did ask... What are your expectations for Chase Young if he is able to make his return today? Bill in Charlottesville is on the call-in line. He has an answer to the question. You can call in as well, 1-800-636-1067. Bill, thanks for calling in. What do you expect to see from Chase? Hey, thanks a lot and all that stuff. You know, if he is actually playing, I I think they'll use him sparingly, as they Mm -hmm. should. I mean, like the the lady said beforehand, the, the guy is, I mean, he's a generational talent. The guy is. Mm-hmm. I think Rivera's doing it right. He's taking his time with him. I mean, God forbid this guy goes in and goes full bore. It blows out his knee again, you know, or hurts himself. It tweaks it or whatever. And, you know, like you said, I'm a Giants fan. I'll let you know. Tomorrow's okay. going to be a brawl. It's going <laughs> to be a brawl. It is. And and if you think the Giants are going to be going for that knee, you're wrong. We all know they are, you know. it's. Uh, but I'll give Rivera credit. I really think he's doing the right thing with this kid. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I mean, if he held him out for the remainder of the year, I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him. You know? Bill, I, 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 got pr- hurt. I appreciate that. I want. I just want to respond to what you just said there. So, so thanks for calling in. Call back in any time, 1-800-636-1067. There, there's we're kind of getting a mixture here with the Chase Young expectations about sitting out the whole year or not blaming him if, if you sit him out the whole year. I do think they'll be looking for, like – They'll be looking for reasons not to play him, right? If you get up two touchdowns, if you get up 10, I don't think you'll see him, right? It's like a play-as-needed basis. So, so you know, the, the the snap count, I think we're all kind of aware it's going to be 10, 12 plays, 12, 15 plays, something like that. But if they can get away with six, I think they'll do it, right? If, if he's going in on third downs early in the game and they get a lead, they're not going to they're not gonna bend over backwards to make sure he gets to 10 or 12 plays. I, th- I think that's the, the right way to go about it, just like the caller said. It's smart to give him his time. Uh, one more caller here before we before we uh, we head to break. Vic has more deal or more more insight into the Chase Young situation. Vic is on the call in line. You can call in as well, 1-800-636-1067. Thanks for calling in, Vic. Uh, what do you think Chase Young brings to the table? What do you think the expectation should be? Um, I don't really think he brings much to the table right now. Um. I think Chase Young is dealing with the same thing that Derrick Rose dealt with when Derrick Rose uh, hurt his knee for the second time. Um, and Derrick Rose was dealing with the his mental ability to uh, play fearlessly and play with reckless abandon, as we knew Derrick Rose could play before he got injured. Um, and when if he's not there mentally, um, he's not going to be able to affect the game with all of his natural physical ability. In addition to that, uh, we can see what, and we all have we all have seen what Chase brings to the game physically. Um, even with his intelligence, he does some things that you have to have to know the game and be able to use your athleticism to impact in, in some plays that he, he made a couple of years back. But I, what I hope is that during this time off, he he accepted that there's more that I need to bring to the game intellectually um, with his hand movement <clears throat> coming off the ball, uh, with his leverage with his endurance, um, with his understanding of, of how to use his athleticism to get pressure 
and, and not just being so aggressive, a bull rushing into people every time, um, which his ability to use his leverage and his athleticism to be explosive, to bend the corner, to get underneath uh, tackles, uh, get underneath guards when, when he uses line games, things of that nature, just getting get past all his line. Um, and I pray that he's put all that together with his, with his endurance um, and taking care of his body so that he can play explosively every play and he doesn't take plays off. We, we saw last year before he got injured. There were times when Vic, Vic, Vic I, I got to jump in here just because we're up against the commercial, but but a lot of good stuff there. I appreciate you calling in. Call back in. Uh, again, that same number, 1-800-636-1067. What you touched on with the mentals, right? With, with you have to trust your, your knee and all those sorts of things. I think that might be an argument to get him, you know, six, 10 plays, even if you don't think you need him, just because he can get out there, have a couple plays and learn, oh, I can do this and, and my knee will hold up. The, uh, getting someone back from injury mentally, it's, it's a science, it's an art, and, and I haven't quite figured it out yet. I want to talk back about Taylor Heineke. I want to talk back about Carson Wentz being available behind Taylor Heineke. So we're going to do that coming up next right here. 106.7 The Fan. It is over time stick around overtime on 106.7 the fan i'm tim donnelly feel free to follow me on twitter at donnelly sports d-o-n-n-e-l-l-y s-p-o-r-t-s but we still have plenty of time to have the conversation right here on the fan uh i asked earlier this hour what are your expectations for chase young if chase young does make his long anticipated long awaited Highly discussed, much dissected return to the football field for the Washington Commanders tomorrow night against the Giants. What are you expecting from him? Uh, Deshaun in, in College Park has an answer to that question. You can call in as well. 1-800-636-1067. Uh, Deshaun, thanks for calling in. What do you have to, uh, What do you have for, for Chase Young tomorrow? Um, first of all, thank you for taking my call. Um, and I really, really just... Uh, don't have too much high expectations for Chase Young. I think he needs to just get in the game shape first. Um, and, I, and I'm a Giants fan, but also, I mean, you know, big respect to the commanders. It's going to be a huge fight for both teams, and I, I expect a good game and good effort out of everybody. Appreciate the call, Deshaun. Call back in any time, 1-800-636-1067. Here's the beauty of football, okay? I'm hearing a lot of playing his way into shape. Um, the beauty of football, and I, and I played up through college, obviously not the NFL level, uh, not even the major college level, played at the University of Delaware. But if you're not in all the way game shape, you can just play less plays, <laughs> right? It's not like basketball where, you know, if you get caught running up and down the court with, uh, you know, no dead balls, you might end up running half a mile or something like that. You can play a couple plays. If the other team's in, in a hurry up or something, I guess they could keep the defense on the field. But uh, coaches can, you know, you work all offseason on your conditioning so you can play 60, 70 snaps. You, if you're not up to where you think you are conditioned, you can just play less snaps, right? There's like, you can, you can go down. So there's no doubt in my mind, Chase Young is not in the, like the cardio shape that he should be because how would he while doing all of the rehab and the necessary training elements and everything for his, for his leg? But, hey, you can go hard for nine plays, Right, get your wind back at halftime. Go hard for for six, right? Like it's it's not like you're asking him to go run a marathon, or it's not like you're asking him to go play soccer. If you've been watching the World Cup and and you're not a huge soccer fan like like myself, those guys run, man. 
And I, I love that the announcers point it out all the time, right? He's run 6.7 miles, and they got to say it, and then, you know, like it's, so I don't know how much a normal soccer player runs, but that sounds like a, you'd be exhausted. Chase Young doesn't have to go out there and do that. If he's out there for nine plays, I'm confident that whatever cardio shape you're in, you can go really hard for nine plays. If he's out there for eight plays, he can go really hard for eight plays. So I'm not as much worried about his his getting into shape as much as it is trusting his knee, right? Feeling like he can cut, bend, explode the way that he should. And and also, you know, the contact. There's no way to simulate contact. It's one of the tougher things about, about American football. I have to call it American football because I was talking World Cup. Uh, one of the harder things about American football is, you know, in the offseason, basketball players can play pickup. Uh, and, and baseball, pitchers can throw simulated games in the bullpen. Uh, you can't really do any of that. You don't get live contact anywhere else other than a game. Even practice contact isn't the same because you're on the same team. You don't want to you know, really unload on each other. So, so Chase Young coming back, there's things that he's going to have to ease his way into, but I'm not sure shape is one of them. Uh, I want to talk about Taylor Heineke when we come back, and I have this question for you. If Taylor Heineke wins tomorrow and the commanders win i should say but if taylor heineke leads the commanders to a win what kind of contract or should they be preparing a contract for heineke this offseason should they be preparing a contract for taylor heineke and what should that contract look like that's the next question here on overtime on 1067 the fan the number 1-800-636-1067 it's coming up next Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 